All right, all right. Okay, we're live, everybody. This is Jonesy of the Think in Your Armor Punk Rock Podcasting. I started a podcast a little while ago, and it's kind of been laying dormant, but I'm just getting started back up again, uh, doing it the way I'd like to, and with some... um, Content covering some content that really grips me and uh, gets me motivated to stay uh, in, involved in, in the creative process and keep my um, output nice and happy because I gotta want to do this, you know. So today, what I'm doing is covering the Blinkist version. Blinkist is this great app. Uh, it's on my phone. It's like Cliff Notes, basically, and it has a lot of self-help, non-fiction stuff, and you can just get that information uh, into your brain quickly and efficiently, so I recommend it. Uh, it's something I've been using, and in relation to what's going on in our society right now so much with internet censorship, politically uh, intense times that we're living in, I saw on liberty by this philosopher john stuart mill and i had learned about him at some point in my schooling previously i forget exactly when possibly i think i think it was in college and uh i liked the guy then but i was not working that hard uh <laughs> and uh taking my life uh that seriously at the time i hadn't really rem- remembered too much about it but on liberty, classical liberalism, these are terms that really jumped out as important to me and ideas and the framework of on liberty because we're in a time right now where liberal obviously has a certain connotation within the context of our contemporary social life and social fabric the past few decades and whatnot. And when you see uh, a famous important philosophical work called on liberty that uses the word liberalism in its description that was written in 1859 i think you should say to yourself well hey let me figure out what this guy meant you know and what uh society at large perceived liberalism to be uh way before we got to where we are now and it should be enlightening to do that maybe it can fill in some blind spots i may have had about the true meaning of of liberalism and so that was basically basically the general thought process behind what pulled me into saying hey i got to take this down and i ended up you know reading through the the blinkist on the blinkist app on my phone uh, and I was going to just cover it and talk about it um, so much more briefly th- th- than I realize I'm going to have to because I was flooded with thoughts um, in terms of comparing it, comparing this work and the ideas in this work uh, to to the collective, you know, social fabric society that we're in right now just drawing the parallels between what this guy deemed to be ideal for society and unfortunately how poorly we're doing on that accord uh, i think this dude's rolling over in his grave right now so let me just take down my initial notes i'm just doing the first three uh, blinkists and I, I I wrote I wrote out all this stuff I can't just read I can't just read it all um, because th- that'll suck that'll be boring but uh, I wrote down my main points on some other pieces of paper and basically I'm just gonna read the blink and a little bit of what he uh, wrote re- related to that blink basically that like that chapter for one through three And then I have my take relating that uh, particular content to right now, to the world right now. And that's basically how I'm just breaking this down. So let's do it. So I have Blink 1. 
and it just says on this little Blinkist app, again, it says, what's in it for me? Learn about liberty from one of the most important political texts in history. And that's like the title. And I, I wrote out a little bit of their paragraph, uh, of a paragraph under that title here. Living in 19th century England, John Stuart Mill foresaw the upcoming centuries would exhibit an ongoing power struggle between society and individual freedoms. In this seminal text on tyranny and personal liberty, Mill discusses the nature and limits of the power which can be legitimately exercised by society over the individual. So my take, I wrote, in relating this text to contemporary times, it's important to evaluate the various power structures at play, including new and old media, the entertainment industries and academia, as well as the ruling government, as well as the ruling government itself in any Western nation. We must assess the totality of our culture in respect to the ongoing struggle between our culture, Western culture, and individualism, which is supposed to be a central tenet of our culture. Now, I sort of just zeroed in here when I was reading this um, on, on the word society. I think society is important because there's so many political wonks and i'm not one there's much i don't know i'm not afraid to be wrong um on certain things even just to myself or objectively in real time and make adjustments moving forward i think that's what uh, we need citizens to do we need more people to do that but society when you hear like these uh politic political uh sort of science junkies sometimes talking about um politics it's within the realm of like modalities political government governmental modalities of socialism or you know a social democracy or uh, a truly libertarian society uh government but i think it's uh, like important for us to really expand out of that um into the media and into entertainment and into sports and into uh i'm sure i said academia but you know all the sectors of our society that are integral uh to us functioning and and being the entire culture that that we are so a political modality is it's not enough for me we gotta we gotta look at what's going on everywhere within all the power structures um so we have that mill lays the uh yes uh, okay what what's the main thing i want to say about that well yeah let's look around let's look at the struggle like i said the struggle of the individual against society at large everywhere in colleges in sports so on and so forth that's basically what i had to say about that now we go on mill lays the foundation of liberal political thought and our contemporary understanding of freedom of religion and speech topics that continue to raise heated controversy mills insights are valuable not only to those who wish to create fair and just governments but also to those who want to rationally evaluate their own behavior and their own assumptions about the world around them and I think we should all want to evaluate our own behavior and our own assumptions about the world around us. And there's probably not enough of us doing that, including myself. I need to do more. I need to do more of that. So my take on this, what I have written down, Mill's meaning of the word liberal, circa 1859. This is something we should all be thinking about. Liberal in its most classical sense, with liberty at its etymological root, must be critically contrasted with the most current connotations and associations it carries in the 21st century and with the particular side of the political divide it is popularly believed to inhabit the political left of our time which has claimed the word liberal as its titular own uh, and most certainly leftism as informed by marxism which falls predominantly and by large margin left of the political divide are in many ways and cases antithetical to the classical liberalism espoused by john stuart mill in on liberty so i went on to write that 
Dave Rubin, who I like in his show, he he has uh, he has said, I guess various times, the left is no longer liberal, and he he's certainly on the money. I think you know there's kernels of truth everywhere. There's enough to go around to share. At a certain point in time, freedom, equal freedom, equality of liberty that the left fought for. Good job on that left. I think those days are coming to an end uh and i'm not you know anti-leftist uh you know these days i feel myself just honestly leaning more libertarian or classical liberal like what this guy is saying but i'm not uh john stuart mill but i'm not uh i'm not i'm not inclined to 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 argue or to bash the world view of someone else and to um you know, just be in a never-ending pissing contest with uh, p- people that have different ideologies. I think we all, should always, all, all of us, be in flux and developing. And so, you know, I just want to put that out there and talk about where I'm coming from without intending it with, to be at the expense of anyone else or anyone who disagrees with me. Um, and I think that that's part of the problem that is so pervasive right now which makes this on liberty um piece important you know we should be live and let live and we should be able to have a friendly exchange free exchange of ideas with one another so that we can all continue to to develop and grow and i think that's been largely stunted and we're going to get to why here so the left is no longer liberal i i i find myself wondering just how liberal how liberal was the left ever was it ever as liberal as uh purported to be i'm not you know i'm not sure i don't know everything i haven't been alive forever but uh probably not i would say i would i would wager blink number two democracy alone is no guarantee of personal liberty even when government is elected democratically and acts responsibly there is still a need to limit the power of society and government democracy doesn't equate to self-governance but governance over every individual by the majority this majority can easily become tyrannical and therefore threaten personal liberty via social tyranny i.e the imposition of beliefs and ideals onto those who hold different views imagine for example that the majority adhered to a single religion by using the democratic rule the majority could use the force of the government to impose this belief on religious minorities so my take on this coming up let's put these words into contemporary context and match them as best we can to some current events these words seem to jump right off the page as explicitly relevant to the zeitgeist of right now now i just got to be honest to cut from the script right now as i don't want to just verbatim read from from my notes here and i I, you know i got to get better at what i'm doing in, in real time as well the word social tyranny jumped off the page at me and I loved it. I liked it. I think that it should be used way more frequently. I'm sure some folks out there are using it, but I think it should be uh, prominent because I see it all over the place. And it really, to me, encapsulates the most toxic and negative effects of, of, of what it is. It just hits the nail on the head linguistically, social tyranny. Uh, I don't know why it's not more popular. I don't know why it's not a more popular phrase, but it should be. And I suggest that when you see it, you you, you use that word to, to describe what's going on. Because it's to me, it was a bit of a smack in the face. I mean, if there's an undeniable kernel of truth, just in a simple phrase like social tyranny, where human beings out there can't deny that what you're saying is true and maybe just without that phrase uh, a little bit earlier in their life before you introduced it to them they could sort of be more lenient in their reprimand of of a social ill 
But because you got, as Scott Adams called, and I think he uses it in a different capacity than this, but but because you got that linguistic kill shot in there, uh, it could just, so to speak, red pill them into understanding, okay, maybe this is not okay. This social tyranny uh, is a tyranny of sorts. I'm not cool with it. So it it just jumped out at me as a thing that was uh, phenomenal linguistically, social tyranny. Um, And... Speaking of right now, I think we, I think the James Demore thing. Come on, I'll, I'll just explain a little bit. I know a lot of people probably know exactly what happened with this, but my understanding is that he responded to a diversity meeting that Google has, in which the attendees were encouraged to respond, and he posited a well-sourced and credi- credible point of view suggesting that underrepresentation of women in tech could in large part be due to biological differences between men and women, mainly prenatal testosterone differences, differentiating interest and possibly proclivity levels between people and things, between the genders. So females, because they have less prenatal testosterone uh, in the womb, I, I suppose, are um, more inclined to be interested and develop their talents around people-related endeavors. And boys who have more testosterone in the, the womb are more inclined to be interested in and develop their talents around thing-related endeavors, things, objects, coding, stuff like that, like what James Damore uh, did professionally at Google. And he did respond. He, he responded to this, you know, mandatory, I think, mandatory diversity meeting at Google. And some support surfaced out there in the population for his point of view. Uh, somehow, somewhere along the line, it, 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 went, it went viral that he uh, posted this memo. And, and he, as you all know, he was fired. He's out of there. He, and uh, that, that, that's, you know, it sounds like social tyranny to me. I mean, it sounds like a big, big, big social tyranny. Like, it, 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 that fits the bill. That's not cool. Nobody should be cool with that. Um, so what, do I, what else do I have here? One moment, folks. And I think that's regardless of your opinion on the position. Like, even if you think the guy's wrong, that's that's the whole issue. If you if you think he's wrong, that's great. I think you should be able to talk about how wrong you think he is. But to to be pushed out, to be to be cast out of of the group because because you are of a, a differing view, possibly one that thrown into the pot with all others quite possibly would result in a better magic potion you know a better uh, superior meeting of the minds than to in that way be anti-intellectual diversity it ju- it's, it seems like social tyranny. I don't want to just rant around the same word and uh, not 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 be coherent and lucid here. I got to keep moving. But uh, yeah, I, there's a little piece of me that's that is uh, upset by that. That that is tendency is seems to be so mainstream in our society and especially in in companies and work environments of the utmost importance to the society at large that that bothers me i don't want social tyranny in those crucial environs you know like a data search oriented company uh that has information on millions and millions of citizens i I don't want social tyranny going on there that's no good, guys. That is bad, bad, bad. So people, and yeah, again, like when I read this first about James Damore, the just the things that came to mind, you know, the synonymous type terms were, okay, groupthink, collectivism, echo chamber, monoculture. We hear all those, but 
social tyranny you know what i mean add that to the mix and and use it because that seems great social tyranny uh it's more cutting when it's really going on it's i think it's it's more of a weapon like hey monoculture okay but as bad as that is when once you really discuss it and think about it social tyranny uh is worse and it doesn't mean that there's any less truth to it just because it's worth worse but linguistic linguistically it addresses the social ill uh so well so i think that's about it and just to talk about like where else for this idea social tyranny pops up well you know google's one company internet censorship i think we see social tyranny uh going on we we know in academia uh with conservative uh speakers being being banned conservative professors having a way harder time just getting on getting on socially and professionally in so many of the disciplines and and the crazy number uh the ratio of how many you know far left or left leaning professors there there are to right-leaning professors it's like something crazy in, in most of the figures that you'll you'll find like over 10 to 1 and it's it's self-perpetuating in that way to to continue that you know to continue being more and more and more to one side of the aisle and again that just sounds like social tyranny to me it sounds like social tyranny what goes on in academia hollywood we've heard about blacklisted celebrities uh actors and stuff and that whole gig so you could go google that look that up and um that that seems like there's social tyranny there in the entertainment industry we know espn now so you know to look around with this more this more cutting i think more accurate phrase for for all these like sort of echo chamber synonymous related terms we've been using to look all around you and see social tyranny all around you uh it's just slightly different i mean we should use that word more it's slightly worse we got blink three coming up here guys only a society that is based on rational principles can guarantee personal liberty the question of personal liberty must be addressed from a rational point of view yet the rules and laws of a society as well as public opinion are influenced mainly by the likes and dislikes of a given society in other words they are entirely irrational what's more all people in that society almost automatically assumes assume their customs are right and good so likes and dislikes i have highlighted and my take on this i mean just a few weeks ago lionel the the uh massively talented talker lionel of lionel nation i was i was watching a uh a video of his and he was effectively ranting as he does about um people just not liking trump and like a, a brand of of trump hatred that is not a substantive ideological position but it's just what it is it's the hate of trump that people are banning uh together around and i don't think that's healthy societally but it just came right to mind when i was reading this this last uh blink i'm covering today from blinkist the the app that's why i keep saying blink the likes and dislikes of a given society basically holding sway over uh decision making over the way the character of of that society and he so i have written here i'll just go on a little more yeah no i i basically covered that lionel uh you know trump hate hate trump you everyone google those videos see what he's talking about but he yeah he talks about how it's just more of a more of a taste style fad fashion sensibility 
than, than, a, than a real position. And the liberal media bias relates to this because of the reportage we receive by the news certainly isn't usually based solely on objective truths, but heavily couched in a predetermined narrative, or to use the language used in On Liberty in this work, the likes and dislikes of the mainstream media. The monocultures of certain parts of the world, I go on to say here, in many cases less industrially, technologically, economically advanced parts of the world are in no way what Western liberalism in theory is supposed to look like, and it's what we're ironically beginning to resemble in many sectors. In the name of liberalism itself, you know, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. Liber liberalism via authoritarian suppression of all but a singular worldview is anything but liberalism. And this is, those are my words. I don't know how to add to them there. Moving on. Okay, here's a point. Here's a serious point I wanted to make. We're, le we're way less free because of this extreme media bias. We're not telling the whole truth in our media. We're mentally, and by doing that, we're mentally enslaving a large portion of our population devoid of sufficient resources in any combination of intelligence, time, energy, internet access, or wise mentors necessary to unravel such an extreme bias into anything resembling objective reality. It's my firm belief that there's citizens out there that really, for whatever reason, various reasons, as it could be, too. Not just one. Some of them could be so smart. Some of them could not be so smart. Some of them could have no free time to, to investigate the world as it truly exists on their own. But they're too trusting. And if you're too trusting with very, very biased and unadmittedly biased media platforms that's an infringement on your on your freedom because because at that point you're being lied to you're be, you're being lied to as indirectly as it may be you're being shown a warped view and an agenda driven view of reality and i happen to know there are folks that are are really good people and for different reasons they really are that that trusting as as much as media bias has been uh, talked about, there are people that really really underestimate the, its extent and the extent to, to which it uh, pervades and and dictates uh, the, the the news we consume. And it's got to be uh, it, it's it's got to it's got to be called out over and over and over again and eventually it's got to be changed we, we have to have friendlier more collaborative uh debates where it's a half debate half discussion you're not trying to scalp the the, the, the person you're talking to maybe you're arguing a little bit but it's there's some gray area at the same time you're willing to take an l here or there if you truly in your heart think that you were wrong and then improve your own worldview level up and your opponent should ideally be willing to do the same thing and we should have panels that are are fleshing and sussing out topics uh, and and informing us about uh, about reality and about the history of, of reality of how we got here and and the philosophical underpinnings of of political uh you know realities and and ideologies and and we don't have anything like that i mean even the history channel i gotta say it's been killing me these days i mean for a few years now it, it's so tangentially related to history like chumley uh, uh, on a diet like you know slacking off at work i mean come on uh, it's not good. I mean, it's it's the, the the pickers. They're cool. They're picking. They're they're picking stuff. There's some history and this objects they're picking, but th no, the focus should. Uh, I, I, the History Channel drives me nuts. The focus should be on the history. We should, I want to learn about history. I want to <laughs> learn about the history of the world and and of my human species, um, in a classical sense. It used to be oh yeah, it used to be better. I remember when it was better. So, 
The MSM. Bop, bop, bop. The MSM. Okay, guys, I'm just looking for the next piece here. Yeah, so I was writing, as, as I just said now, I was free, freestyling a little bit more, and as I really should do purely and not rely on these notes, I said, it's simply not possible for millions and millions of well-intentioned, hard-working, noble human beings to do this. We're robbing of people the freedom of choice, the freedom to select and massage and mold and customize their own views and perspectives. That's not liberal. That's anti-liberal. The freedom for American citizens and Western citizens at large to make up their minds for themselves is being robbed of them, and that's a terrible sin. Instead of fostering free will among the citizenry, the mainstream media, as far as I can see, and to a large degree, is eradicating it to the best of its abilities. The mainstream media and the leftist social, it happens to be leftist. Social tyranny, I'm sure, hypothetically could be something else. But the mainstream media and the leftist social tyranny of our time, in academia, entertainment, sports, and beyond, is taking away the natural exercise of the people's own capacity to reason. With, with extreme bias, uh, lies, misrepresentations, whatever you want to call it, a completely lopsided view of reality. And if there's a trusting person out there, this, this leads to my next point, or there's a load, there's millions mixed in to, to the overall population of trusting people who don't understand and aren't on guard enough to the extreme agenda-driven bias that they are viewing their news through, they could disengage their own capacity to, to reason and to think for themselves, which arguably, in the, in the most insidious, pernicious interpretation of the mainstream media, the most evil interpretation, could be an intention, because that could lead to mass atrophy of that collective capacity in the population. And so I went on to write here, if people do not get to exercise their own capacity to reason because they're duped into allowing their political and social decisions to be made for them, all true liberals should fear the severe atrophy of society's collective capacity to reason. Oh my goodness, let me turn my AC off next time. I'm, I'm rusty in terms of creating any content. I'll do that <laughs> right away. But um, So let me just start that again, folks. If people do not get to exercise their own capacity to reason because they're duped into allowing their political and social decisions to be made for them, all true liberals should fear the severe atrophy of a society's collective capacity to reason. The mass atrophy of reasoning ability among the populations of the Western world would render us a bunch of sitting ducks for authoritarianism, if it hasn't already. So what I did here, folks, is I, I took in one of these, again, just to establish one of these uh, Blinkist ideas, and then I just sort of free wrote, my brain reacted to it, and that's what we're doing here. That's what I thought. That's what I thought at that point in time. Uh, my brain was really, really going about the, the likes and dislikes of a given society being irrational and not to say that the bias of the media is irrational because they could have a very very clear objective for sure but the likes and dislikes just kind of uh tied into into that because it, when a blood feud sort of erupts between the the president and uh their agenda driven platforms the hate is is a real factor it, it becomes real and it gets in the atmosphere and it affects the way people th feel uh, probably first firstly and, and then and then think which is which is dangerous so that's that I don't want to see that I don't want so many people uh, you know I want noble 
news plat- platforms, and they don't all have to be right leaning. If, if I consider myself at this point in my life to be to be center right, they, they need to be objective. They need to be objective. There there need to be there needs to be like well moderated conversations, you know that are are representing e- equally and treating with with equal fairness all of the contributors to the conversation, regardless of their uh, political ideology and in in you know equal representation of their political ideology. There needs to be. TV shows with a leftist who's smart and somebody far to the right who's smart, who respect each other and are having a friendlier hashing out of their own understanding of the world and what's best for it so that people can become informed, uh, you know, by this platform that is demonstrating integrity and make up their minds for themselves. And I, the closest, the closest to that, I think, is Dave Rubin's show right now. That I that I can, that I can honestly, um, that I can honestly say, Ben Shapiro is pretty objective for a guy. He he admits his bias. That's the other thing. People have to admit their bias. And he talks about being intellectually honest all the time and calling balls and strikes. And as someone who consumes a lot of his, his content, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's necessary. For uh, for self ownership and 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 to really have control of of your own mind, you probably have to hear some things you don't want to all the time, and and I think that's something that Americans have to work on, and you have to yeah you have to hear some things you don't want to, but moving forward. Consider this is back to the Blinkist. This is back to Blinkist. We're at 36 minutes. I hope it's not too long here. But consider, for example, how people... Uh Uh-oh, my microphone audio is very loud and may be clipping. Okay, I'm going to move a bit further away from that. So consider, for example, how people follow the beliefs and customs of a particular religion without ever asking themselves why they do so. If a Muslim, for instance, who does not eat pork were, were raised in a Christian society, she would probably have no qualms at all about eating pork and would instead forego all types of meat during Lent. As a result, modern civilizations have made little progress regarding the question to what extent social control is justified. Since the issue of personal liberty has never been considered from a rational perspective, the sole exception to this lack of progress is, strangely enough, the existence of religious tolerance in modern societies. Um, and I, I put this in uh, in bold italics when I when I was I was typing it in onto my document here from from Blinkist. After centuries of conflict, religious groups on the European continent have simply had to accept that religious tolerance is necessary for stability and that the individual should determine which religion he wants to follow. But religious tolerance was born out of necessity, not rational principle. As long as there are no clear principles that define when governments may legitimately exercise power over individuals, we instead rely on our irrational feelings and the convictions of our social environment. There is no guarantee that our personal liberty will be protected. So our social environment, the likes of our social environment, that definitely popped off the page at me a little bit, and I'll get into reading my take here. My take, depending on the definition of religion, and this is a serious point I want to make, depending on the definition of religion you select, leftism cannot or can fit the bill. So depending on the definition of religion you select, left leftism either cannot or, or maybe it can fit the bill. Let's try a few that I think can. A, spe- a specific fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally agreed upon by a set of persons or sects. A particular system of faith and worship. A pursuit or interest followed by great devotion. 
I'd like to firmly establish the social tyranny imposed by, in the case of our contemporary times, the times we live in, leftism, throughout the many power structures of our society with, in the court of public opinion as a potential infringement upon religious liberties. So again, I'd like to firmly establish the social tyranny imposed by leftism throughout the many power structures of our society within the court of public opinion as a potential infringement upon religious liberties. If leftism can be determined to be operatively on par with a religion, I'd say that the social tyranny we watch it so pervasively exert throughout so many arenas of our civilization is grounds for litigation on this issue. I, as many leftists, happen to be an atheist. I'm not a leftist, but I'm an atheist. I consider freedom of religion for myself to mean freedom from it, but if I can't say with equal certainty and to an equal degree I possess freedom from leftism, I may not really have freedom of religion at all, and we as a society might have a serious problem on our hands here. If leftism is, operatively speaking, close enough to a classical religion to be classified in the fashion in which it's observed by its adherents, you know, basically I'm just saying, folks, I'm, I'm talking too much and reading too, much note, too many notes, to be honest, but the point is, if, if leftism really, like scientifically, can be broken down to be interpreted to, to be to be classified honestly as as a functional religion to for its adherence and then we have a social tyranny taking place within colleges within entertainment the, the entertainment we consume that gets fed into our brains as what is thought of being you know casually what is generally thought to be outside the realm of politics but then we're taking it into our brains if, if there's a social tyranny of leftism and leftism can scientifically meet the definition of religion I, I think there's there's a problem with everybody everybody's Relig religious liberties it, you know you, you, we can't be force feeding like how they make foie gras like you, you know you the goose you they they just shove uh food in, in these in these geese's uh beaks in their mouths and then their livers explode we can't we can't be doing that to the population at large with with leftism especially if it qualifies as a religion because that's an infringement upon our religious liberty. So that's just something that dawned on me. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. And maybe I'm totally insane. But I don't know. I think at least there's at least a kernel of truth there. And we should flesh it out and talk about it as a civilization. Uh, what else do I have here? So after centuries of conflict, religious groups on the European continent have simply had to accept that religious tolerance is necessary for stability. And this is the last of the notes here, but I just I just sort of translated that that statement to, to where we are now, and I, I said to myself, we must now in 2017 thoroughly consider the instability and conflict that we have inflicted upon ourselves with the disproportionately leftist representation we've allowed and promoted within most of our power structures for a near century. After decades of conflict, political groups on the American continent must simply accept that opinion tolerance is necessary for stability. Part, part of the instability that we're seeing here, the riots in the streets, if you equate that to, to religious freedom of old being established within the, within the Western world, I mean, religion very to a large extent is, is a worldview and so is a political ideology and, and if we have tolerance of one section of worldview but not the other 
which is just as informative uh, of people's feelings and, and thoughts and beliefs, there, there, there's a problem. So, you know, re- religious freedom of old and that struggle to me that's political opinion freedom now you know you know the religious tolerance now in in our time is the tolerance of 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 political opinion there can't only be one that it's okay to possess uh that that's not that's not good that's not okay so just to uh recap the points that came flooding into my head upon and I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to be flooded with, with so, so many parallels that uh, I, I could draw from the text, this On Liberty text written in 1859 in London by John Stuart Mill to, to, to the poor performance that we were putting on the board as a civilization uh related to to the the foundational principles written about in that text i i wasn't expecting it i wasn't expecting this uh to to happen but it did so just to recap we're at uh like 46 minutes i'm just gonna just three these these are just three i'm gonna continue this i'm gonna do a couple shorter podcasts and then i'm gonna continue this on liberty blinkist uh reaction i'm doing you know a few points at a time but to cap off for today here we go. Social tyranny is pervasive throughout the power structures of our civilization, and that exact phrase should be used to identify the phenomenon. When you see social tyranny, point your finger at it and, and say, hey, social tyranny. I mean, that's my that's what I think more people need to be doing. It's going to help uh, our entire culture moving forward. The politically expedient monopoly of the word liberal by the American left has largely bungled popular use and understanding of this word, and that should be corrected in the public sphere. We gotta, uh, <laughs> we gotta iron that out. I think. Uh, three, number three. We need to look for and foster the flourishing of liberty and the free exchange of ideas, not only within the most literally political realm of the government but throughout the many sectors of society in order to discourage and combat social tyranny number four extreme and unacknowledged media bias propagated to consumers that greatly underestimate the extent of such a bias is an infringement is an infringement upon those consumers freedoms to formulate their own world views that's right that's what i said that's what i think number five if social tyranny becomes powerful and widespread enough in democratic nations to influence and inform people over their own capacities to reason the subsequent mass atrophy to reason to be able to reason to reason well could make us all very prone to authoritarianism that's number five. Number six, if given politi- if a given political ideology can qualify as an operative religion, the social tyranny of that religion, of that, let me say, my handwriting's terrible, folks. Let me redo number six here. If a given political ideology can qualify as an operative religion, the social tyranny of such an ideology is an infringement of the religious liberties of those who do not share it. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, quite possibly of those who do share it, too. Of everybody. Of everybody. So I would even edit that. And I'll say it again. If a given political ideology can qualify as an operative religion, the social tyranny of such an ideology qualifies as the infringement of religious liberties uh, upon uh, upon the entire population. Seven, and this is it. 
just as the establishment of religious tolerance was necessary for stability in previous times, it seems the establishment of tolerance of political persuasion is necessary in our own. So that's what I got from On Liberty so far. Uh, 49 minutes in, we're gonna we're gonna move forward, uh, breaking that down. Ba 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 ba. This is Jonesy speaking. I'm going to keep doing this. You can catch me, and please do check me out at the Think in Your Armor Punk Rock Podcasting on iTunes, and leave a review if you like what I'm doing. I uh, also I have two partners. One is a graphic artist, and the other is a web designer. And because I am interested in this new business that I'm that I'm running, and I've started in fostering uh, individualism in in the population, we are helping people who uh, want to partake in the alt media professionally and sort of combine freelancing to their freedom of expression content creation uh with with a a package deal that gets you know cover art logo made website where they can uh have a shopping cart customers and some consulting and that's what we're going to try to do we're tying tying it all together and uh, we're going to have, you know, good, affordable rates and uh, a lot of your needs met. And that, that's honestly, that's essentially the, the, the idea of the, the business end that we're going to work with clients. And I, I'm going to keep doing this uh, and drawing the connections, you know, between, between the business end and what I think that people should be pursuing uh individually with with their small businesses and and, uh freelancing and also with this alternative media that's going on and the 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 public sphere uh unhindered and uninhibited by a big brother state we can get together and we can help each other all be the best versions of who who we are uh, that's the idea to me. Uh, you know, I, again, I don't know everything, but my ethos, the way these ideas, w- without being being an expert, seep into my head is as such is in that way. I mean, that's how I'm possessed. That I think, th- and I'm going to get into this the next. Another idea I have is where collectivism and individualism ca- can meet in the healthiest possible way but we it essentially is that we can help each other be the best individuals that each of us is capable of being and there's a collective element to that helping hand and to to being to being part of that effort for the whole entire human species we we help each other be the best version of who we are as individuals and each individual rises in that rising tide in my mind of of collective individualism of collective liberalism uh but hey that's just my take and i'm gonna keep taking takes and making takes and that's it for now so itunes the thinking your armor punk rock podcasting YouTube, Facebook, all the other social stuff I'm going to put together. And um, catch you next time. Momento Mori. See you later. Bye, 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 bye. Got to turn this off. Oh, wait, folks, I'm still talking. It's okay. Imperfection's all right. Here's my little clicker.